We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. December 10th, 2021. For official rules and how to enter without purchase, visit 5hesport.com. Void where prohibited. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. And Odyssey Station. The Score! This hour brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Hit and run, Sundays, 9 a.m. to noon. Line to right, Goodwin can't get there. The Red Sox have taken the lead in this 10th inning. It's an RBI single for Travis Shaw. Yes, to left, that's a base hit. Eloy to third to a stop sign, winning run at first base. Struck him out, three pitches, one gone. One, two. Struck him out, two gone. Goodwin right side, Hernandez ranging over, he throws it low, and it's saved by Dahlbeck, and the Red Sox win. Just a maze of a night at the ballpark, and Boston takes a 9-8 final score. It's time for Hit and Run with your host, Hi, Chris. It is not Matt Spiegel this morning. It's Chris Ranji. Hello until 12 o'clock noon. Uh, we're getting ready for baseball this afternoon. Uh, the Cubs are going to play this afternoon at Wrigley Field. Both teams are in town, actually. You've got the Cubs at Wrigley. You've got the White Sox at Guaranteed Rate Field. Both teams are going to play this afternoon. And it is also uh, Bears game day. So hit and run is going to be a little bit different today. Just a little bit different. And by a little bit different, I mean we're going to actually talk some Bears today as well. So it's not going to be totally void of Bears football. It is week one, and we understand this is probably the most excited Everybody is going to be about the Bears season this year until Justin Fields starts. Until he gets his first start and we know it's about to happen, uh, that'll be the second most excited moment for Bears fans this season. Uh, Good to have you with me this morning, and I'm in for Matt Spiegel. So what we're going to do today is really get you ready for postseason baseball because, uh, folks, it's only a few weeks away. It is September 12th. So we're getting right to the middle of the month of September. The season ends the first week of October, and then the playoffs are going to start. And this White Sox team is a playoff team. And by the way, thanks to NBC Sports Chicago for the highlights from last night's game against the Boston Red Sox, which is one of those, and I said this last night, and 
By the way, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Ranji, um, and and you can uh, you know yell at me if you want to whenever you want to. I, I welcome you yelling at me. I love it. I love to be yelled at. Um, but last night, and I said this, that's one of those games. And you heard some of the highlights there, and you probably watched, so you probably know what happened. But if you did not see the game last night, what did happen was the Sox took an early lead, got a couple of runs in the second inning, and then in the third, right after they had scored those two runs, things fell apart for Dylan Cease and the Sox as Boston scored seven times, seven runs in that inning. They took that 7-2 lead. The Sox a couple of innings later, and then it, it seemed like that first four innings of the game lasted five hours, um, but they came back. They tied the game up in the fourth inning. And I think that's one thing with this White Sox team is you know there's that ability for them to come back. So if they fall behind, you know they can come back. It's just that you don't want to have to fall behind and have to come back uh, the way they did in the game last night. But when they did that and then taking the lead in the fifth inning, my perception was this right here. This is it. This, despite the cease start and uh, how unspectacular it was, this is the kind of play you want to you want the White Sox to have leading into the postseason. You want to see them do stuff like this. The start from C's aside, you want them to be able to come back. And the atmosphere in the ballpark last night, it reminded me a lot of the way the ballpark felt in and, and I'm not saying this is necessarily a World Series year, it could be. But it felt a lot the way things felt in 2005 and in the following season in 06. There was just a different vibe. And as you know, I, I spent a lot of team uh, a lot of time covering that team, uh, doing the pre and post game shows right here on the score for about 10 years. And that first couple of seasons, and, and I started in 2006, but that season in particular, there was just a different vibe. There was a, a vibe in the ballpark. There was a buzz all the time. And while that was not a playoff team, it ended up being a 90-win team. It was still a good club. It just wasn't good enough in the division they were in because there were two teams that won 96 and 95 games in the division. But the atmosphere in the ballpark felt the same as it's starting to feel in the ballpark now. It was loud. It was, uh, well, and you heard uh, Benetti and Stone talking about it during the broadcast last night. Just a, a, a vibe at the ballpark. So it's starting to feel like postseason baseball. And the excitement, and there's been excitement with this team all season long, but it's really starting to be, I think, more palpable now as we approach October and know that it is inevitable this team is going to the postseason. And so all we're left to do right now is wonder if they're kind of kind of get their their things in order, right? Get their stuff in order leading into the playoffs. Start to play really good baseball leading into the playoffs. In their last 14 games, the White Sox have won eight. So quick math, they've gone eight and six in their last 14. That's fine. It's okay. It's not great. 
you'd like to see them play a little bit better. Granted, they've had some injuries they've had to deal with. They've had a couple of pitchers on the shelf. Uh, Carlos Rodon returning and pitching well on Friday, by the way. Um, but also not having Lance Lynn available. And so that, that record's a, a little skewed, I would say. The most important thing for this team is getting healthy as you get toward the end of this month and get into the playoffs. But you also kind of want to see them play some sharp baseball. You want to see them be able to do that before they get into the postseason so they're not trying to you know, basically start up an engine right away and then hope everything runs smoothly once the playoffs start. You want to see, for that last couple of weeks, some flashes of some good baseball. And we got it last night until things fell apart in the eighth inning. After the Sox took the lead, they gave up that lead in the eighth inning with Craig Kimbrell on the mound, and then they lost in extras last night by a final score of 9-8. to eight. But I made the observation last night that the atmosphere was, uh, it, it just feels different. It feels different. It, it has not really felt this way in that ballpark for the last many years. Like, even in the 2008 playoff run, there was a lot of excitement. It just wasn't quite the same. And obviously, last year, there being no fans in the stands at all, there was no environment. You know, it was totally different. But this, this feels like, it, at least from the fans' perspective, from being in the ballpark, it just feels like a different thing altogether. And now the team has to match that vibe. And I thought last night... When they came back and tied the game and then took the lead in the fifth inning, I thought, okay, this this is what you want to see them do. This is how a team has to overcome any sort of adversity or deficits or, or whatever. They have to be able to do this if they're going to win in the postseason. And I was feeling pretty good, and I think a lot of people were all the way through until that eighth inning last night. You need to see more like that. But you need a lockdown bullpen to be a lockdown bullpen late in the game. Granted, I don't think things were helped later in the game by uh, a passed ball or I guess technically a wild pitch happening, allowing a runner to advance and then allowing that run to score on a sacrifice fly. He wouldn't have been in that position to score on a sack fly had that passed ball or excuse me, wild pitch not happened. But that's just one of those things where the White Sox have to sharpen things up just a little bit. Defensively, they're going to have to sharpen things up just a little bit. And Yasmani Grandal had a fantastic night last night for the Sox as far as offensively goes uh, with the home run, hitting his 20th home run of the season. But sometimes... Those things, like what happened last night, those minor things, the, the minor defensive stuff, that has to get cleaned up because it will cost you when the playoffs happen because a lot of games you play are going to be tight ball games. They might end up being five to four games. You're probably not going to have a ton of those nine to eight contests like last night. So what you kind of have to do is on the margins – you know, all the defensive stuff, all those little things. And you hear that cliche all the time, do the little things right. And when you do the little things right, good things are going to happen. That's really kind of true. 
because your margin for error in the postseason, it's a lot smaller. You can't afford to have those mistakes. And while Yasmani Grandal does a lot of things really well, and, and by and large, he's a, he's a positive player. He does more good things for you than he does bad things for you. Way more. Even though he doesn't really hit for average, it doesn't matter because the dude gets on base at a crazy margin. He's slugging. I mean, he's doing everything offensively you really need him to do. But sometimes the defensive stuff, and it's not just him. I mean, there are other spots on the field that have to get better as well. But this is a team that is getting to the point, and I guess you could argue that right now they are in that point where it's time to start tightening up. It's time to start playing really good, sharp baseball. And in doing that, you're going to find themselves, or they are going to find themselves, hopefully, in, uh, I mean, they're going to be in playoff position, obviously. That's going to happen. But they're going to feel confident about where they are going into the playoffs. They're going to feel really confident about that. And I think all of us watching, we'll feel confident in them as well. We're going to talk to Ryan McGuffey uh, from NBC Sports Chicago. He is a senior producer there, big White Sox fan. He's been on the station a ton. He is, uh, you might remember a few years ago back in, I think, 2015, um, helped co-produce that White Sox documentary from the 2005 team. And he is a huge Sox fan. We're going to talk to him. We're also going to talk to Hub Arkish. As I mentioned, we're going to get you ready for game one. Game one, week one of the season for the Bears is happening tonight in Los Angeles. They take on the Rams. Uh, So Hub is going to join us at 10 o'clock. We'll get a little bit of a postseason feel from a national perspective. Mike Farron from MLB Network Radio is going to join us. I'd like to get his thoughts. I, I love to get the national perspective and see how other people around the country are viewing this White Sox team as they get ready for the postseason and then comparing that to the rest of the playoff field. And then Mark Grody will join us at the end of the show as we get done at 12 o'clock today. And again, it's a Bears night game tonight. So this is how things are going to start. Prime time on Sunday night, 7.20 will be the kickoff in Los Angeles as the Bears get their season started with Andy Dalton as their quarterback. And there's some injury things that we will keep you updated on throughout the course of the morning. You already know Eddie Goldman is out. He had a knee injury that he suffered in practice on Monday, did not practice the entire week after that, um, and then uh, did not make the trip. So don't know how serious that is beyond week one. Hopefully it is only a first or second kind of week thing, and it does not turn into an IR situation. Um, But we'll keep you updated on Eddie Goldman. It also does look like Darnell Mooney is going to be able to play. He had the back issue that he has been dealing with, but it looks like he's going to be on the field for the Bears tonight. So we're doing a lot today. We're doing some Sox baseball. We're doing some Bears today. We are also, um, I want you to hear a little bit from Joe Madden, the former manager of the Cubs, now with the Angels. He talked to Bruce and David yesterday inside the clubhouse. Just a little bit from him on Chris Bryant and on the Cubs Uh, making the moves they did at the trade deadline, moving on from their core of players and get his thoughts on that. You'll get to hear from him later on. And then Ethan Katz was on that show yesterday as well. Had some really good stuff about the White Sox pitching staff and in particular Carlos Rodon 
and Lance Lynn and Dallas Keuchel as one of the things this team is going to have to do is figure out who's going to pitch in the postseason when that does happen. Glad you're listening this morning. We're with you until 12 o'clock today as we broadcast from the from the uh, SCORE studios, brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin uh, and also your local Hyundai dealers. Good to have you with us. Brandon Fryer is producing the program today. We're going to talk to Ryan McGuffey from NBC Sports Chicago, big Sox fan, and he is going to be with us next on Hit and Run. I'm Chris Ranji in for Speaks on the score. Struck him out, three pitches, one gone. One, two. Struck him out, two gone. Goodwin right side, Hernandez ranging over, he throws it low, and it's saved by Dahlbeck, and the Red Sox win. Just a maze of a night at the ballpark, and Boston takes a 9-8 final score. A lot going on there last night, folks. Chris Ranji on Hit and Run today. Uh, Until noon, it is Bears game day, too. We're we're not forgetting about that. So we're going to cover some Bears during the Sunday baseball show. Don't you worry. And then uh, later on, after the Cubs this afternoon are finished, it is our official Bears pregame show with Mully, Olin Krutz, Pat Manley. It is brought to you by Bet Rivers, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. The Bears are a uh, seven and a half point dog, uh, by the way, going into Los Angeles week one of the season. Then we got the post game show as well. Mully and Pat Manley, they're going to be on after the game, and we'll, they'll be talking. We're going to be talking about a Bears win. Maybe. I don't know. But now we're talking about the White Sox uh, after the loss last night. You heard the highlights from NBC Sports Chicago, and that is uh, where our next guest is employed. Ryan McGuffey is a senior producer there. You can follow him on Twitter, at Ryan McGuffey, and you've heard him on the station a lot as well. Guff joins us on the show this morning. Good morning, Ryan. What's happening, buddy? Go, man. Football, we got a lot going on. You, you got me all juiced up talking about the seven and a half points line tonight. Like, let's, let's find some stuff and uh, get some stuff going for the noon kickoff. Let's get a little parlay going. Maybe you and I can talk offline. Yeah, yeah we will. Um, if you want to back me, um, I'll tell you what. You put up 100, I'll put in 20 on whatever whatever parlay we do. How about that? I'm already going to you for picking the Bears. I'm already fading you. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I didn't pick the Bears necessarily. Uh, I don't think it's going to be great. But, you know, it, it doesn't yeah. matter because it's, you know what? It's like it's day one. It's week one. Yep. And so, yep. like, everybody's great right now. Like, every team is exactly. great. So you're just happy to, yeah, you're happy to get the season started. So, whatever. So we're going to spend and, – and in fact, I would argue, and I've seen a lot of people on Twitter already say, Guff, today that um, they, they'd rather have the noon start, you know, kind of get it over yeah. with. I disagree. Yeah. I, I think I okay. think week one, when you don't know if you're – well, I think a lot of people assume this team is not going to be all that good this year. Uh, so if that's the case, we extend that window of time – where we might actually think they could still possibly maybe be good. You know what I mean? Like we get an extra six and uh, seven hours 
before we find out how bad it's going to be. And plus, we, we do have a first place baseball that we can watch before then. I know there's some yes. kickoffs, but I mean, let's go. We got playoff baseball here. This is, it's going to be great. So, and and I said this um, at the start of the show, Guff. You were one of the co-producers of the 2005 White Sox story. Believe the story of the 2005 White Sox is the official title, which was awesome. And I said this earlier, and I felt this way watching the game on TV, and it was just a TV watch, and I'm sure it felt even better in the ballpark. But there's something about the vibe at the stadium now. Like, it just, it, I'm not saying it, 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 I'm not saying it's 2005, but it feels a lot like later in 05 and most of 2006, there was a, there was a vibe in that ballpark. I'm getting the impression that it kind of feels that way now in that park. When you're there, do you see it that way or is it different? No, I, I agree. I think, uh, I, I, the difference between 2005, I feel like, and this year, uh, I do think the buzz and the energy is the same or, or, or comparable, but I feel like it took a lot longer for people to buy in in 2005. Like, they kept waiting to be proven yeah. wrong. Like, we've been disappointed so many times. We got to, you know, you really have to prove it to us. Whereas this year, I feel like everyone's bought in because they bought in at the rebuild. And they were, and they've been told like this team is supposed to be good, and they are good. It's just been a very. I was talking to some buddies about this the other day. It's it's ever the nitpicking that's going on in, in social media and Twitter, as you know, is, is certainly allowed for that. But it's just been a very weird. Te- like this team has clinched the division in May, you know, May or mm-hmm. June. There's been no race. There's been no drama. There's been no uh, thrill of the chase, agony of defeat type thing. It's just been more of kind of like setting up your chessboard for October for the last three or four months. But the fans and the vibe and everything that's gone with it, that, that buy-in is theirs. That's what and, – and I do think, look, I mean, with the pandemic last year and not being able to go and, and seeing the team, uh, you know, whether some people say it was a year early or not, like they were a playoff team last year and no one got to be there for it. So you have that added to the, this expectation that this is a World Series-type team. And yeah, I mean, I, I will say like it's like it runs through your veins by the time like seven o'clock rolls around and the and the first pitch happens, and then as you mentioned, like late in the game, the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh inning, the the fan presence is just fantastic. And to a man, I mean, I think there's been more players talking about that this year than ever before, talking about the importance of fans, feeling that energy, feeling that buzz, knowing when there's two strikes knowing when there's you know runners on second and third with one out, the fans are into it and the, and the players are feeling it. Which is a huge difference from what it was, say, five years ago. And, and even leading up to that, I mean, I, I'd say from like 2009 uh, up until <laughs> 2015, 16, and even, well, I guess before the, the playoff run last year, um, I don't know if you'd call it a run, but they were in the postseason. Um <laughs> Players and coaches would say the opposite, you know, when there were not a lot of people in the ballpark and they would say, you know, like, hey, come out and see us. And granted, they didn't always give people a reason to come out and see them, but it is it was noticeable in the opposite direction several years ago. And I think it's noticeable in the positive sense in 2021. 
and especially like I, for me, it's such a tired argument. And I, and I know you've heard it a million times, like with the fans, and like especially when it's like a Cubs Sox thing about yeah. drawing and all that stuff. Look, the White Sox fans are showing up. Like there's there you can't you can't point the finger at what the fans aren't doing this year. So uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think. In the past, you did you would hear players, and, and uh, Don Cooper comes to mind. He would be a guy he, that he, all the know, time, all it, he, all he would the say time, it every yep. day to me. Yeah, yeah, and you know, to a point where there's a fine line between uh, you know saying your two cents and, and it, making it sound like whining. And I thought Cooper towed that line, but that's Coop. I mean, uh, but back you know back to this year, it's just it's been. I, I hope it translates into October. I mean, certainly the fans will be there. For whatever it is, whether it's you know games one and two or or games three and four, knock on wood, um, but it's going to. Be, I, I do feel this, Chris, the the energy and like how like the ramping up as we get later into the year seems like every like last night felt bigger and stronger than last week or two weeks ago or last month. So I do feel like the the energy and the buzz, that anticipation of knowing something's close, um, you know, is there. Well, part of it is, and we're visiting with Ryan McGuffey, the senior producer at NBC Sports Chicago, uh, talking about the White Sox now. And I, and some of that, I think, is just getting healthy. And yeah. they spent a lot of the season not so healthy. They've had a couple of pitchers who have been unavailable recently. Lance Lynn is one who's going to get back out there um, tonight, So that's or this afternoon. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be pitching again. We don't really know, you know, long term if it's going to be a thing where they're they were just kind of holding him back to keep him fresh, or if that leg was really seriously bothering him. Whatever it is, um, maybe extra caution. Uh, and then they did the same thing with Carlos Rodon. So there's this feeling that now this team is getting healthy to go along with we're just getting close to the postseason. So. I agree with you. All of this is building all at the same time. I, and, and that's that's the part that's hard to uh, – I understand, like, the fan concern because there's – you know, in 2005, there were so many different times where they were just off and – I mean, they started the season 16-4, and four, for God's sake. Like, they just got hot and never really looked back. We, we know about the Indians. Uh, it wasn't more about the White Sox. It was what the Indians were doing in that second half, but – this year, this team has not really had that that eight, nine, ten, twelve game winning streak, and I no. and I think that's what people want to see that. But they have had a winning month every month. There hasn't been a month where you're like, oh man, August they were nine and nineteen. They just they've consistently had a winning month. Now sometimes they were two or three games over five hundred in those months, but you know I think people are just they they want to see this all put together. And, and look, granted, I do too. I mean, you want to feel like when you get to October that everything is clicking on all cylinders. And I guess in baseball, that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be eight, nine, 10 wins in a row. It could be seven out of 10. It could be, you know, nine out of 12. So I think what's most important, as you just mentioned, is making sure all of these guys are capable of playing in October. And they've done a great job of certainly getting these guys rest, but there is at some point going to be a, a timeline. And I would say like, I don't know what you think, but I, I think like this time next week, you'd want to start seeing the Tim Andersons and obviously, you know, Lance Lynn and Lucas Giolito and Carlos Rodon another time through the rotation, get two or three starts under their belt as they get to get ready to wrap this thing up as soon as next weekend. 
uh, in the central, then you can kind of position yourself there. But they're still, look, they're playing through October 3rd here. So the playoffs don't start right. until October 7th. We're still, we're still almost a month away from the ALDS. They have time to rest guys and still get hot and, and, and get these guys at bats and starts and, and, and stuff like that. So I think that's what's been concerning for people. And that's why I was saying it's just been a very strange year because in Chicago baseball, there's not been very many uh, years where when the team does win that there hasn't been some team chasing the whole time. It's just been a very strange situation where the White Sox have won the division, yet you've had to go through the whole process in order for them to win it. Yeah, I think it's important that you say that. And I know I've talked about this uh, on the station, too, in in recent months, that you know, everybody looks at 05 and having the big lead, the 15-game lead, and then it dwindling all the way down to, uh, was it a game and a half? Yeah, it was a game and a half yep, by a the time half, they yeah. got to... Yeah, the, you know, September 22nd, it was down to a game and a half after being 15 games the month prior. And people say, hey, don't celebrate too early because, you know, this has happened in the past. Well, the difference is there wasn't a team on their heels in the division. None of the teams in the division are close to being good enough right now to go on a run to catch up with them. And you also mentioned a really important point. Uh, they have not had a really long winning streak this year. It's they've had a six game winning streak back in May. They had two five game win streaks right in the middle of the season. But this is a team that has gotten 20 games over 500 by just winning a lot. But it was like more on a consistent basis. Yeah. And that's I I mean, it's weird that that's frustrating, but I I get it. Like last night's game. Uh, you know, I, I felt like it left us out. Like that, that felt like that there was one that got away after it was seven to two, and yeah. thinking, well, this is you know, you, you're you're thinking, okay, well, tonight's just not the night, and then the offense goes to town, and 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 then the tenth inning happens. But but there's been a lot of games like that, and and quite frankly, there's been a lot of games on the on the flip side of that where the White Sox may have stolen a win or two. Those are just the ones you forget about as you get down the stretch here in September. The one thing I'll say about clinching too early. You know, look at last year. The White Sox got comfortable, and they allowed themselves to slip from the two seed to the seventh seed because they wrapped things, they wrapped up a playoff spot early, and it cost them the AL Central. And it cost Rick Renteria his job. And I've talked to a few guys, uh, you know, just in passing at the ballpark about that. And I think, too, man, every guy who went through that last year knows there's no such thing as being comfortable after you clinch. And, and I think in that way and in that regard that this whole process of this season of resting and getting ready and positioning self, talking about October and February, making that the goal of like a World Series or bust, and it's the reason you brought Antonio La Russa, I think that that's a positive because these guys have been to the, you know, they got fat and happy and it's, it slipped away and like, oh, it's no big deal. And it became a big deal and it showed. And I remember Rick Renteria with his hands on his knees managing game three, you know, basically the, the moment Dane Dunning threw a pitch in game, game three, it was like, all right, let's get the bullpen up. And I think that you won't see that type of panic from players or coaches this year. And so I, that's the reason that, this, that we're staring at October and you're seeing sometimes what looks like a spring training lineup still because I think it's more beneficial for Tim Anderson to get five days, 10 days, than it is to have him play five games on sore legs. And I totally agree with you. I 
it, in my perception of this is you get as healthy as you can possibly. That's that's number one. I would obviously love them to be playing their best baseball the week, week and a half leading into the postseason. But health yeah. is number one over all of that. Like I don't. But and so so then you got to toe that fine line of you know how when when do we start to ramp up versus how do we keep these guys as fresh as possible? And this is where you mentioned Tony's name. This is where you make your money, man. And and he's yep. had this experience before, so he should be able to do this. But this is this is the time. This is this is when you make your money as a manager. It's literally the reason they brought him in. So, like you said, I mean, twenty. There's been a lot of talk about 2011 on this team. Like I think there's been more. <laughs> like Tony talks about 2011. Like Matt Nagy talks about Andy Reid. I mean. <laughs> Like there's been a lot of <laughs> there's been a lot of references to 2011, and I, I kind of did a deep dive of that 2011 Cardinals team. There yeah. are a lot of comps. I, I I mean there are a lot of comps to that team. Now the difference is that they they were chasing the whole year and ended up a wild card team, so that they were fighting to get into the playoffs. They had a lot of injuries, and then they they got they they won 90 games and they took off in the playoffs and put it all together and won the World Series. This all like. You know the Tampa Bay Rays can fin- look at the Giants for, uh, for you know for example on the North Side right now what they're doing. I mean historic in terms of San Francisco Giants baseball. It all means nothing if it doesn't compute in October. So we've seen this. This is baseball. There's no guarantee. Like if if the White Sox were a hundred win team and everyone felt good because of, of the way they were trending, and then it all fell flat because of somebody in Game One just didn't have it. And all of a sudden they're they're climbing uphill in a three in a best of five series. It could all fall apart. So we've seen this a million times where hundred plus win teams bail out in the first round, and teams like the White Sox who and I wouldn't even say the White Sox are one of these teams limping in. That's not fair. I mean they're they're literally limping in because of injuries and health. But that's right. why like the best. Like, I don't. It, it's hard to say like what what's the best case scenario. Would you want a fifteen game lead to see it whittle away and give yourself grief and panic and heartache every day for for uh you know for the better part of a month or to know that it, the magic number is just a formality and the white Sox will be playing on october 7th i think i do think i, I think that should like people should take a step back and look at that and say there is a guarantee and I, and I and i don't even knock on wood here because as you mentioned the teams are so bad in central that you haven't won anything yet but you kind of have there is a guarantee that they are playing a best of five series on october 7th that's a like if you if go back to April first on opening day, when somebody said the White Sox will play Game One of the ALDS on October seventh, you are saying, hell yeah, I'm taking that. So that's happening. Whether or not like that's the best thing for the White Sox right now is that the ability to get healthy. I look at that as a positive because if these guys are all fighting through things to get to October and you get to October and they have nothing left or they're giving you. 70%, 70% is not going to be good enough in October. So it's a, it's just been a very, it, it, it's been a, one of those fun, frustrating, weird years. That's <laughs> going to lead, that's going to lead to the franchise's first back-to-back postseason in franchise. Like that, in franchise crazy. History. I mean, it, it's insane. It's un- it's unbelievable. Insane. It, yeah. I, yeah. I, that's one of those. I still can't wrap my head around that. That they have right. never done this saying. in back-to-back seasons. As that's good as what I'm trying about, to like, yeah. Guff, that that the the o five o six the o six team won ninety games and missed yep. the playoffs. Yeah, 
Yeah. Which they were really good. Happens. I think it does. That that all six team but not might have been it, it was probably more talented than the 05 team. Just the pitching was completely shot at that point. I mean, the yeah. offense was carrying that team, but the yeah. pitching, the bullpen was a mess. The starters were tired and yep. And they were chasing. They were chasing the entire they were chasing the Twins and Tigers the entire year, so they didn't have the ability to give a guy skip a start or give a guy a, you know a, a phantom DL stint. So that's the benefit when you're talking about 2006 compared to two, 2021. There's there's a benefit there. If the, if this 2021 team was in a dogfight with the Twins and, and won at and won at the finish line, but then got to October and had nothing left, you know, is that good? I don't I don't think so. So. I think we can argue this all day. There's no doubt. All the way up to Bears kickoff. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, so let's just do that. Let's let's worry about the White Sox <laughs> until 720 uh, tonight. Ryan McGuffey, I appreciate your time. It's good to hear your voice again, buddy. It's been a long time. And uh, let's, let's, not wait. let's not wait so much time in between talking. Let's do this again soon. Uh, happily, uh, you have my number, and I am, I'm putting this parlay together as we speak. All right. Thanks, buddy. I'm in on it, but right, we're splitting buddy. the proceeds 50-50, even though I'm going in like 20%. 20%, correct. Yeah. That is that yeah. is a, a non-handshake deal. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is Ryan McGuffey, senior producer, NBC Sports Chicago. I would love nothing more than to make Guff uh, have to do all of that extra work and man hours that it takes to put together another documentary about a World Series run. So, I mean, it it, pro- it was like, I don't know, a million hours. He spent a million hours putting together the uh, documentary about the 2005 team, and that was in 2015, actually, uh, when that happened. So let's let's make Guff do that again and make him do it by himself this time. You know, he had some help last time. He's got to do it all by himself. Uh, and I guess it would be 10 years from now, right? So in 2031, Ryan McGuffey is going to have to do a 10-year anniversary documentary about the 2021 White Sox World Series. Hopefully, hopefully, it is Bears game day, folks, and we do have the pregame show after Cubs baseball. Cubs this afternoon at 1:20, 12:45 is the first pitch. At noon, we're going to go into CBS Sports Radio as they're going to take you around the NFL. It is the official week one of the season, so they'll take you around all the games that are happening at noon. And they'll do that leading up to the Cubs pregame show, Cubs baseball. After that, Bears pregame show with Mully, Olin, and Pat. It's going to be right here on 670 The Score. And uh, McGuffey brought up something about Tony LaRusse's team in 2011 that won the World Series and both of his World Series titles in the last 20 years have been kind of unusual the way they happened and let's talk about that when we come back and as it relates to the White Sox here in 2021 I'm Chris Ranji in for Speaks. this is hit and run on the score I mean it was a great effort on our part and uh so you know heartbreaking very tough to lose you know, Cease has been outstanding, so we picked him up. So we do, that's what we do. Sometimes he picks us up, we picked him up. You know, we had a couple of chances to add and couldn't do it. And they're, you know, I thought Ryan did a nice job. You, you always assume one run, think you can get one back. And Taylor made some good pitches to avoid it. But, uh, you know, when you work that hard, you want to get a win. 
That is Tony Larusa, uh, and he did raise a good point there. There was an opportunity for the White Sox late in the game to not even have to worry about going to the 10th. In the 9th, they had a good scoring opportunity they did not fail to convert on. Then they ended up in extra innings, and they ended up losing. This is Hit and Run on the score. I'm Chris Ranji in for Speegs as we will. Uh, we just visited with Ryan McGuffey, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And I want to get to your phone calls at 312-644-6767. You can text and call throughout the show on that very number. If you want to be a part, we'd love to have you. And uh, we'll do that momentarily. But I, I did want to mention this. Uh, when we were talking to McGuffey about Tony LaRusso's Cardinals teams that won the World Series, they won in 2011. And there are a lot of similarities with this team, this 2021 White Sox team, and that team. I'm also looking back at the 2006 World Series team uh, where the Cardinals won, an 83-win team. And people talk about backing into the postseason. Well, I mean, that did kind of happen that year. But when we were discussing what the team needs to do going into the playoffs, ideally... Ideally, you want your team to be playing the best possible baseball going in to October. You want them to be sharp. You want them to be firing on all cylinders. You love that cliche, don't you? That's what you want them to be doing. Is it totally necessary? I would argue that the most important thing really for this team is to be as healthy as possible. But you would also like them to play good baseball. Um Here's what that 83-win team for the Cardinals did in the final couple of weeks. So the final 11 games of the season, 12 games of the season, they lost seven in a row, and then they followed that up by going three and two to finish the year. They lost seven straight games, and then... They won a game, lost a game, won a couple, and then lost. They had a loss at the end of the season uh, to finish up the regular year. So it doesn't necessarily matter. They don't have to be playing their best baseball going in to the playoffs. I think you'd rather them do it, though, right? Wouldn't you rather them be playing good ball? I don't know. I th- I think it's better than having to start up from nothing. Like you got a cold engine in the winter and you turn it on right away. It takes a little bit for it to start to be smooth. And you want them to be smooth going into the playoffs as opposed to having to fire it up right away. I, I would rather the lawnmower already be running as opposed to having to pull the cord five or six times. Because by the time you get the thing going, it may be too late. Let's get to your phone calls. Larry on the south side, an old friend, is visiting us on the score. Hello, Larry. Hey, how you doing? I'm uh, good, my friend. Well, my thing is this, uh, President LaRusso, um, that's 2011. This is 2021. He ain't the same guy no more, my opinion. Uh, there's a couple of uh, bad errors he made. Uh, the 10th inning was, uh, was awful. Uh, the top of the 10th inning. I don't know, but why is Crochet ain't facing Shaw? The guy who hit that home run, why is he not facing Shaw? 
I mean, you know, I ain't no start that inning, you know. And if by the bottom of the uh, bottom of the tenth inning, what's up with Mendick, man? What, what what was that all about? I mean, really? Come, oh, ain't nobody even said nothing to him about that. I mean, he swings at a pitcher like fifteen feet outside. What was that all about? Yeah, I I don't have an answer for you there. I'm not sure why they didn't just stick with sheets in in that moment. And Larry, I appreciate the phone call. Um, I I I don't know. I I don't know. I I don't have an answer for you as to why that happened. Um, I don't know if Tony is the same manager either. Uh, it's it's the thing that for me concerns me the least going into the playoffs though. Yes, managerial decisions are magnified and each decision carries more weight because your sample is smaller. You're going to play fewer games and you know, a, a bad decision here or there in a regular season, not that big of a deal. You play 162 games, a lot of it evens out, but in a short series, a bad decision could tank your entire series. I think they can get past all of that. They can get past decisions if they take advantage of the opportunities given to them. And there were opportunities late in the game, and I know this is one of them you're talking about with Mendick batting. Um, but I I think it's, you know, Yasmani Grandal not letting that ball get by him. And it was a, a rough pitch by Kimbrell, but he didn't really put his body in good position to let that ball go by. And if he doesn't let that ball go by, you don't have a runner at third who can score on a sack fly. Like, that kind of stuff doesn't happen. So I think that's where they really have to clean it up. That, to me, is going to be more important than anything else. That's not to say that we'll get into the playoffs and there's going to be one managerial decision that we'll be talking about for weeks and years. That doesn't mean that's not going to happen, because it could. We could could see a decision backfire in a huge way, and the backlash will be huge. Because I think there are a lot of people who are are ready to be upset about it. And I get it. I totally get that. I I think that's going to be a really interesting thing. Um, I, I just need them to be healthy more than anything else. I need this team to be healthy in the first week of October. That, to me, is more important than any other thing. As I mentioned, the Bears pregame show is coming up on the score uh, several hours from now. It's going to be after Cubs baseball. Um, but it'll be Mully, Olin, Pat Manley, brought to you by Bet Rivers, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. We got the postgame show as well tonight. It's a night game. Week one kickoff, 720, um, and that's also going to happen on the score. Molly and Pat Manley are going to be back for the postgame show, brought to you by MailMedChicago.com, where a full head of hair scores every time. We're going to talk Bears when we come back. Score uh, football analyst and expert Hub Arkish joins us next on Hit and Run. I'm Chris Ranji. This is The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.